Good morning to you. I, this is, I think I'm a little loud here. Okay. Uh, this is my first time to worship with the uh, family uh, at ZPC, but it's not the first time I've been here. Well, I'm going to tell about that a little bit, but uh, first of all, I want to thank my host, Stephen Kay, for uh, another warm welcome. It is uh, the hospitality of Zionsville Presbyterian Church is uh, indelibly uh, put on my, on my heart for my experience since I first knew, knew about it. One of the things that we say is our goal in the Outreach Foundation or the way we work is that relationships shape all that we do. We connect. We connect congregations like ZPC with wonderful global partners uh, like in Brazil and Egypt and other places. But it's always through building relationships. And it's uh, uh, the relationships that I've formed over the years with staff and members of Zionsville Presbyterian Church that have been part of a life transformation for me. And so although we see ourselves as, uh, as a broker of mission relationships, we also who are on staff are those who are touched by the very relationships. And so I want to, to thank you for the difference that you've made in my life. Even if uh, many of you have never met me, the church family has, has touched my life. I want to frame the things that I'm going to, to say uh, today in uh, context of our scripture from uh, Matthew 28, Jesus, what we call the Great Commission, and uh, be reading uh, 28 verses 16 through 20 from the New Revised Standard Version found on your screen. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. The, uh, I've mentioned the, the relationships, but I haven't been specific uh, about who has been part of my life from Zionsville Presbyterian Church. From 1997, almost 20 years ago now, I joined a covenant group of pastors in which uh, your former senior pastor, Glenn McDonald, was one of the, my uh, uh, group of, small group of six. So I've known about ZPC since 97 when uh, uh, I joined a group that Glenn was already a part of. Some years later, another one of your pastors, Pat Smith, joined that larger covenant group and so I had another connection with CPC, but it was through them that uh, uh, I got to know the mission side of the church, the mission committee, the mission pastors, Quentin Small, uh, Bill Asbell, and then uh, in recent years, the lay leaders who have coordinated the work, uh, uh, been our liaison to ZPC for the contact with Brazil, the rights, before the rights, Jim Cochran. Uh, in, uh, in Egypt, there have been several several of you uh, who've been part of uh, 
of that connection. And uh, so it's through the committed lay people of Zionsville Presbyterian Church that I've discovered uh, something about how I, what we might call it, ordinary Christians can become extraordinary when they're totally committed to follow Jesus out into the world. The church as a whole, though, has, has been a part of my formation. And in this way, uh, our covenant group that I mentioned has been hosted by Zionsville Presbyterian Church on at least three different occasions in the last 17, 18 years that I've been a part of it. Uh, the hospitality that the church extended to the group of 50 pastors that came here uh, was just extraordinary. And then uh, maybe about six years ago, uh, a group we called the Egypt Outreach Network, uh, which met once a year in different parts of the country, met in this, uh, in this church. And again, you extended yourselves and were part of that hospitality as people from Egypt and those from the states who are connected with Egypt met together to talk about how we can strengthen our mission. Again, your hospitality. Um, and uh, finally, part of one of the new aspects of our partnership in Brazil is the bringing of Brazilians to this church to become part of the great banquet community and uh, with the idea of starting a great banquet in Brazil and the way you've welcomed my friends coming from, from Brazil has been such a blessing to me. So thank you. Thank you for the way you've welcomed. Um, th that phrase on the sign, uh, we're glad you're here, is not just a word. Uh, not just a word, uh, a collection of words. It's something that you really feel. And uh, I have my antenna out for those with the gift of hospitality, and you certainly have uh, blessed me with that. So Zionsville has made me a better disciple uh, by the relationships. But you've also helped me in my focus of my ministry as part of the Outreach Foundation by your laser-like focus uh, from as long as I've known this church that the purpose of the church is to make Jesus' last command our first priority, to make disciples of all nations. From... Uh, the earliest times that I've been con trying to connect uh, with uh, Zionsville to connect you with the world, uh, the, the response has come back to me. How can a global partnership enable us to carry out a vision to make disciples near and far? And so we focused our, our relationships on those very places where your commitment to support the work, whether it's Brazil or Egypt, will have a multiplier effect. You're, and let me just give a good example. In, in Egypt, you've uh, actually worked with another sister organization, the Preston Frontier Fellowship, and with the Outreach Foundation, but with us, you focused on equipping lay pastors for ministry. And those lay pastors, when they've finished, sometimes they've gone to serve churches as lay pastors, sometimes they've uh, just gone back into their uh, professions and been active in their profession and in their local church. But you've made a difference. And it's actually had a ripple effect into a, a larger work that I'll talk about later. Disciple making. 
the disciple-making church, this is what we have seen mirrored in Zionsville as we've seen it mirrored in the, uh, in the world. The work that you've supported in Brazil with us from the early 2000s has helped train people for ministry to go into places and plant churches. It's helped to support church planting efforts in northeast Brazil and southern Brazil. And now most recently, you're helping to start a church in the center part of Brazil that is very exciting that a team from, from Zionsville will be seeing in um, uh, this fall, this fall. And to see the missionary you've been supporting who's been uh, behind so much of this vision casting. So it's the people of Zionsville and it's your vision for ministry that have grabbed me. And so now I want to shift the focus a little bit and say that from the other side of our work, the global partners, I have been transformed by participation in global mission. Uh, it's not just we're hoping that American Christians could get transformed, it's we on the staff personally have been involved. One of our three priorities, uh, primary mission priorities, are the transforming lives through mission involvement. Transforming lives through mission involvement. We saw that on the, in the video, the Haiti video, how the, the team that went there. By the way, are any of you sitting here today were on that July team to Haiti? Anybody? Well, um, I, I was very thrilled to, to, hear, to see that. But that's been my experience for the last 36 years in cross-cultural mission work. The people of God overseas have touched my lives and made me, challenged me to be better disciples. To put it in um, real contemporary uh, imagery, for the last two weeks, many of us, probably most of us, have been watching the Olympics unfold in Rio de Janeiro. And we've seen the athletes, the inspiring athletes, uh, who've run their fastest, who've swum their, uh, their hardest, who've jumped the highest, and uh, some of them have won, some of them didn't, but the energy and the commitment of all of them has been quite inspiring. Uh, when my wife and I were missionaries in Korea uh, with our family in the 1980s, we had a personal experience of seeing the Korean Olympics, 1988. And for us, that was such an inspiring experience to see firsthand what it, how that transformed a whole country uh, like it has transformed Brazil uh, and to see the athletes there. In the same way, I look at the global church as the spiritual athletes that inspire me to greater discipleship to Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you about three of those in our time left. We were eight years in mission in Korea and when I finished my language program, uh, when my wife and I finished our language program and moved from Seoul uh, to the city of Gwangju in southwest South Korea, uh, I was supposed to start my work working with a presbytery in new church planting, new church development. Now, I was a young missionary, could barely speak Korean after two years of study, but uh, what am I supposed to do to 
plant a church, you know, Koreans can do that a lot better than I could, but there was a pastor, a seasoned pastor, who was the head of their evangelism committee, named An, Pastor An, and Pastor An took me under his wing, and over the course of two years, we drove around that countryside and visited perhaps a hundred churches, and he assigned me to work with five new church developments. What was so impressive about Pastor An was, as my mentor, was that he learned everything that he knew about being a God's disciple and God's worker from a single woman missionary from had sent, been sent out by the Southern Presbyterian Church in 1927. She lived for over 50 years in Korea. And when he was a, a, barely a teenager, she took him and his older brother under her wing and taught them everything she knew about being God's servant, giving her, their lives to the service of the gospel for the salvation of the people of Korea. And so what, what Pastor An learned from Miss Root, he passed on to me. And uh, it, was, it was a marvelous thing. And one of those lessons was this. He was so committed to see people becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. But his method, which he shared with others, was first, before you build a relationship with them, build a relationship with God and talk to God about these people. Pray for them a hundred times before you talk to them the first time. Pray for them. And then build a relationship. Contact them. Talk with them. Meet them. Uh, talk to them over the phone. Just get to know them. And then, as you know how much God loves them through your prayer life, and as you know how much they, uh, what, what they're like through your relationship, then you can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them in a way that the Spirit will guide you to. It will be a natural outflow of your relationship with them and of your love for them through the love that God has given you. A profound but very simple lesson. Faith to walk out on the ocean of a primarily non-Christian culture and trust that God would be in action. And we saw in that two-year period that I was involved in church planting in Kwangju, our presbytery started 14 new churches. 14 new churches, seven rural churches and seven urban churches. That was God's exciting growth at that time. A church was, uh, it, it was a model for me of what the Presbyterian church at its best could be, on fire for God, planting his church. But Pastor An in Korea. Fast forward to uh, last year and this year, 2015-2016, uh, part of the work that I do for the Outreach Foundation is to connect congregations in America with the suffering people of South Sudan. Now, we don't hear as much about South Sudan's civil war as we do about Syria and Iraq and uh, the, all the refugees from the Middle East, but it's very real. And uh, from December 2013, only a year and a half after South Sudan had become independent, and we were missions all around the world were excited about working to build up that country, a civil war happened that caused a, a couple of million people to flee, and uh, a good chunk of those people are in refugee camps in Ethiopia. And uh, so the Outreach Foundation, our, our mission, 
has specifically worked with Sudanese immigrants' churches who happen to be Presbyterian from a Presbyterian background in Tennessee and in California to work with them to find ways to be involved with refugees. On a trip last year, uh, one of the Sudanese lay leaders that went with me and I met a young teacher, a young teacher from South Sudan who was part of the refugees. He had been a lead teacher in the, uh, the, the strongest Presbyterian uh, secondary school in South Sudan and was quite uh, an up-and-coming uh, leader in the education movement of the church. But he and his family had to flee. In fact, they stayed behind in a United Nations internally displaced person camp and he went off to Ethiopia. Finally, they got together, but without a job, uh, living with an uncle, what, what was he to do? When we met him in the refugee camp in 2015, he uh, said he would come up with a plan for schools for the children in the camp. And so a few months later, he sent us a proposal to, uh, uh, to provide uh, basically materials, uh, pencils, papers, uh, crayons, uh, chalk, blackboards, uh, teaching aids for preschoolers and for adult literacy. We didn't have any money at the time, but he went ahead and started these schools in the camps, started 10 different schools. And when we got uh, to see him again this past May, we were able to support that work a little bit. But we were so impressed. Here's a person stripped away of all his livelihood, following his people into, into exile, but not saying, woe me, woe us. They're saying, how can we provide hope? How can we rebuild hope in the people of South Sudan while we're praying for and working for peace? He started these schools, and they're growing and flourishing. He's using his gifts. He's using his gifts at this very sad time in the life of the people and the church in South Sudan. John Jock is his name. And uh, what a blessing he has been to know. A very humble guy, but giving his all for the, his people through what he is called to do, namely to teach and to lead in this education work. And the final thing, I want, final country I want to focus on is Egypt. Again, a place where Zionsville has been involved. In this case, um, the seminary that you support has had a vision from the time that we've known it in 19, 1999, the year 2000 until now, to transform the church in Egypt from being a huddled church trying to maintain its life in the midst of 90% Muslim people, from, in effect, being a ghetto church in that Muslim country, to being God's missionary agents. And the vision of the seminary was that we're going to cast a vision for the whole church through forming a mission department. This church, through your support through the other organization, that's our sister organization, Frontier Fellowship, has helped to fund the translation of one of the best missionary, missionary uh, vision casting uh, curriculum called Perspectives on the World Christian Movement. 
Some of you in this church may have taken the perspectives course when it's been offered in the Indianapolis area. But we have found globally that this one course can mobilize and transform a vision of a people to be outwardly focused, to be reaching out into the world and see their role, uh, begin to ask God, what is my role in helping you fulfill this great commission to make disciples of all nations? The uh, Perspectives was translated into Arabic and a prototype was started in as early as 2003. Now it's fully translated and uh, going to be published and be spread much wider than just the seminary. And it has already transformed that denomination. There were a handful of wonderful churches in Egypt already, but now through this program, through your support of the seminary, Every single graduate is coming out with this mind form for making disciples. The seminary also has integrated spiritual formation, spiritual formation and theological training so that they're not cre just creating knowledgeable pastors. They're creating people with a heart for Jesus, who love Jesus and who are in touch with him through their prayer life, through their spiritual life, and are going out into serving churches, planting new churches, something that hadn't been done in, in such a long time. Now every graduating class has several church planters that come out. This has been so exciting to see what a vision put into practice can do to transform a whole denomination. In our own country, we, uh, we have many seminaries, but I don't know of perhaps maybe one of our Presbyterian seminaries that has begun to think in terms of this way, that to have a missional vision at the heart of the formation of God's people that would result in the transformation of our church. That's been exciting. That's been a challenge. That's been an encouragement for me to see how we can bring that same kind of vision back into our, into our country. And I think it has to happen church by church. And as churches that have a similar vision can network together, that's why I trust that you as a, dom a church are a part of the fellowship community. People who think similarly that God's purpose is for us to make disciples and to be transformed personally as we transform the world. I think that's, that's been a very important decision for Zionsville. So I've been transformed by that experience of 15 years relating to Egypt, by my short experience in South Sudan meeting people like John Jacques, and by my 30 years of relationship with Pastor An in, in Korea, and it could go on and on. But you get the idea. When we're involved where God wants us to be involved, we're going to be changed. We're going to be changed to become more like Jesus. And we, the, in the book of Hebrews, there's a wonderful picture that says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us press on in our faith. Let us run the race with perseverance, looking to Jesus. Well, friends, I have seen Jesus, in that great cloud of witnesses around the world through my life, 
a cloud of witnesses that includes Zionsville Presbyterian Church. And so as you go about your Christian life, the, the, the things that God puts on your heart in your families, in your neighborhoods, in your jobs, uh, and yes, in your mission involvement in the community here and the community around the world. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus who came to those disciples on the mountain in Galilee and said, he said, for alls or everythings, all authority has been given to me. We stand before one who is the Lord of all. And so we listen. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. We, first of all, go deeper into our own discipleship before this Lord who has all authority. Make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all or everything that I've commanded you. It's not just to believe in Jesus, but it's to be so thoroughly grounded in who he is and what his aims are, that they become our aims and that we pass them on to others. Teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you. And yes, I will be with you to the ends of the age. We take uh, comfort in knowing that the Jesus who is in this room speaking to us, comforting us, challenging us, will go with us as we walk out these doors into our own mission fields, as we uh, go to uh, in prayer for this dear little, little covenant child uh, fighting for her life, as we uh, engage with people near and far. It's this kind of discipleship that I see in Zionsville that I long for for all of our churches in America and to extend this globally. It's why we do what we do. And it's uh, it'd been an honor to be your connector with, uh, for part of the work that you do around the world. Let us pray. Oh God, our help in ages past and our hope for years to come, we give you thanks for the, the great commission May it indeed be our first priority. We give you thanks for the great examples of heroes of faith near, around us, and far, as far away as Korea and South Sudan and Egypt. So, Lord, help us to run our race, to run our race today. And it may not be in vain, but may bring you glory. For Jesus' sake, amen.